Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you very much for joining me for episode 15 of the Adventure Games Podcast. So I'm here as always with Thomas Bex, the Adventure Games Reviewer. So hello, Thomas. How are you? Hey, Sorsha. I'm, I'm good. I'm a bit uh, tired from a long day of work, but other than that, uh, it's going great. Oh, yeah, it's been work, working hard. And well, uh, well, I hope you've been playing hard as well, which you'll talk about, the Tales of the Neon Sea, right? I have been playing very hard. <laughs> well, we and have I have a... I have things to say. Okay, i i actually <laughs> don't know, I actually don't know what you're going to say. I I kept myself actually out of it because I'm very curious and I want to to be surprised. So <laughs> so I'm Good. looking forward because I know that this is a game that you've been looking forward to playing. So um, and it's actually going to be a Chinese or Asian inspired podcast because I'll be talking about Detective D and. Uh, we we planned this because we planned yeah. these from months in advance. It's not a coincidence at all. Um, no, we, but, we do not find out about these games like three weeks ago or something. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, well, okay. Um, so I'll be talking about Detective D. Uh, Thomas, as you all heard, we'll be talking about Tales of Neon Sea. But before then, I just want to get through some news very very briefly now first of all uh just to talk about this podcast first but i was checking the stats of the of april of the the listeners and i had to refresh a number of times because i couldn't believe it myself but apparently there were at least five thousand people who listened to the podcast last month which i don't know about you Thomas but for me that seems like a lot of people because when I started a podcast if 100 people listened I was I would have been happy but 5000 is more than I ever expected so thank you very very yeah, much um, to to everyone who listens and supports the podcast pleasantly pleasantly surprised to hear that so so do you think that we we could be influencers now do you think that uh Kyle Jenner and uh Kim Kardashian would be concerned about us now that we'll be you know, would be taking their, their role of influencers yet, or, or would they be concerned? I don't know. They they <laughs> they don't strike me as adventure gamers. Although no, Chloe yeah. might be one. I, I yeah. suspect Chloe might be one, but the others, no, not so much. <laughs> I don't actually know too much about them, thankfully. But uh, but uh, yeah, I, I know their names. <laughs> yeah, I and barely know that. So. <laughs> so so yeah, I just want to say thank you so much to to everyone who listens to the podcast and who supports it and who retweets and shares the podcast links as well. So any little bit can help. So if you do like the podcast, uh, then you can also leave a review in iTunes or anything, or you can send me feedback. You can contact me either on the contact me page or through social media. And I'm always delighted to hear from people uh, who listen and from adventure game developers as well. And now speaking about hearing from adventure game developers, I will be going to the Narrowscope in Boston in June. So if there are any adventure game developers who will be at the Narrowscope conference or who are in the Boston area, and if you'd like to meet up with me and talk to me about your games or whatever, then feel free to get in touch and I'll be delighted to arrange an interview 
with you as well. I'm really looking forward to it. But please feel free to get in touch. Don't, don't be shy. And then speaking about venture game conferences, there is probably another big one for the last few years, uh, Adventure X. So they have made an official announcement that Adventure X will return to the British Library in London on November 2nd and 3rd, 2019. So again, they will be running in partnership with the British Library as part of International Games Week, the same way they did it last year. Now, um, they say that it will be ticketed again. The British Library will be putting the tickets on sale later this year through their website, but people can buy the tickets earlier from AdventureX Con themselves at a discount in early July. So I will be mentioning it again. And there will be no Kickstarter this year. We had it last year, but they said they'll still have rewards and goodie bags, uh, which they will be handing out at the event. And they, so applications are open to exhibit and speak. So if you're an adventure game developer and you want to exhibit your games, then you can apply. It is free to exhibit the games at AdventureX for adventure game developers. So, And also, if you want to speak about a certain topic, you can also apply to speak there as well. And then they also want an, any artists to do artwork that will be around the British Library at that time as well. So I'll put the link in the show notes. And still speaking about adventure game conferences, there was another one this past weekend from May the 10th, 13th. I didn't mention it last week's episode because I forgot, but I'll mention it now. There was a conference called Ludo Naracon, which was from May the 10th to the 13th, which was online and on Steam. And this is where narrative game developers got together. There were panels, there were uh, people speaking about different topics, for example, death in adventure games, or death in games, romance in games, writing for short games. And they also had narrative game developers which streamed their games and spoke about their games and showcased their games and they've released demos on their games. So now a lot of these games aren't exactly adventure games, as we know them, but there are a few that I think that people might be interested in. Again, I have the link uh, to these games as well. But very briefly, just some of the games that caught my eye. Now, Adventure Games, Whispers of a Machine and Heaven's Vault, which we have spoken about. And, and now, we have still to play. Yes, <laughs> that is very true. We, we have spoken about them, but we still have to play. They are both on my wish list, which I will hope to play uh, very, very shortly. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I just want to talk because there were two, two games that caught my eye were two games where you play as a taxi driver. So the two games, first one is Neo Cab. So this is a, seems to be a sci-fi game. So it is a world overcome by automation and you play as Lena, the last human driver. And now your friend and only lifeline has gone missing. So you need to uh, find your friend. So to do that... You choose your passengers and navigate the city grid and you converse with the passengers and you need to balance your monetary needs and the needs of your passengers with your own well-being. So you discover the secrets of the city by speaking to the passengers and each character you meet has their own story to tell, the secrets to share. And so you have to make choices in the conversations to find out about them. And you also need to look for your friend and only lifeline. So... Uh, that seems very interesting. Again, the graphics look really nice. And 
second game that's where you play as a taxi driver is a game called Night. And actually, Neo Cab to mention. There is no release date that I found, but as soon as I know the release date, I will mention it. The next game is called Night Call, where it is a murder mystery noir game set in Paris. You are also a taxi driver, like a Neo Con, like Neo Cab, sorry. And you have to work to earn enough to pay your bills while you aid the investigation by doing what you do best, getting people to talk while you have their attention. So there's a serial killer on the loose. The body count rises. The police are no closer to catching catching the culprit. But you as a taxi driver, you can maybe find out who did it by talking to the passengers. And so you need to play two roles, investigator and cabbie. And so you need to pick up information. So it seems to be similar. Neo Cab and they both this has a noir black and white look which looks really nice as well and then very yeah. briefly a couple of other games uh, have you have you seen anything about these games Thomas because I know I'm, I'm talking a lot here no I've, I've um, I noticed the ones you already mentioned and uh, one has a the neo noir feel and the other has a distinct cyberpunk feel uh, which I both really like I saw here something called Genesis Noir which looks yes it's also noir, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> very distinct. Very distinct. Can't really tell how it plays from from the screenshots here, but it looks fascinating, and I'm definitely uh, yeah. adding it to my wish list. And the other one that caught my attention uh, is a post-apocalyptic game. It seems to be more of a um, tactical game, turn-based strategy. Uh, called Overland, where you take care of a group of travelers on a post-apocalyptic road trip across the U.S. Um, um, yeah, that that reminds me not in the, the style, but more in the, in gameplay of um, Mutant Year Zero, which I really enjoyed. So um, that one is going on my wish list as well for Steam. Um, it, it's coming out in the fall of 2019, and Genesis Noir is. The release, the release date here is set as before, during, and after the Big Bang. So that was wide open. Very specific there. <laughs> yeah, very specific. Yeah. So, yeah. Anytime. So, yeah, no, definitely. I was just thinking that Overland seemed at least similar uh, to to the game that you mentioned, Mutant Hero X, I believe, which you spoke about in the first review episode. So, again, it's a tactic turn-based survival game, but I, I, I might give that a go. It looks very interesting. Um, even though I don't usually like these, or don't usually play these type of games, but I'm willing to, you know, to go out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and and then the last didn't I game give I was... you uh, a, 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 a sorcerer, didn't I give you a code for Mutant Year Zero? Yes, yes, I still have to, to, have, to try have... it out. Okay, well, try no, I, it out first, still... so you know a bit how how you feel about. Sure, it. Sure, yeah, that's right. that's. That that makes sense, yeah. Hopefully, I'll I get a time to play. No, because I remember you you mentioned that you really enjoyed it. So yeah, so it's um, I'll definitely play it when I when I get a chance. If if adventure game developers could stop making really good games, that would also be a good help for a year <laughs> or so. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, no, no, but I will definitely get around to it. And the last game I want to talk about from the Ludo Narakon is the Church in the Darkness, which is an action infiltration game where the story changes every time you play. In the 1970s, extremist religious sect, the Collective Justice Mission, moves to South America to isolate themselves. But you infiltrate the compound to check on a relative, but soon learn that things may not be what they seem. So now I spoke to Nate Behrens a few months ago about 
his game, Sagebrush, which is an adventure game about cults as well. So this seems to be a similar topic, but more action infiltration. And it promises a more nuanced view of cults as well, rather than just going in and killing everybody. Uh, so that looks mm-hmm. interesting as well. So that was Ludo Naricon. Now you can see there are plenty of other games which we haven't had a chance to talk about, but there are plenty of really interesting games. Some games have already been released uh, some are still being uh, developed, so we can check this. It's, uh, I'll include the link in the show notes. Uh, before we get to reviews as well, one other game that has been released is more of an action adventure, but it's still pretty, you know, pretty big. It's a Plague Tale Innocence. And now this seems to be a main game as well, which is set during, obviously, the Plague. It is in 1349. You play as a 15-year-old girl called Amicia. I probably got the name wrong, but Amicia de Rune. And you need to look after your younger brother called Hugo de Rune. And you need to, you're on the run for those lovely people in the Inquisition. And also you need to avoid the rats who are uh, bringing the plague with them. So... Uh, you're aided only by the link that binds your face together, but you'll also face untold horrors in your struggle to survive. So as your adventure begins, the time of innocence ends. So as I said, it's more of it looks to be more of an action adventure. But again, I think uh, from the story, from what I've seen, I think adventure game players might enjoy that as well. So okay, so now we'll get to games that we have played <laughs> uh, for once. Mm-hmm. So um, now I want to talk about two quick games that I have played very quickly. They're two short games. The first one is Backbone Prologue. This is more of a demo than a full game. So this just is to give us a taste of what to expect. Uh, this was released on 24th of April 2019. And the full game will be released sometime in 2020. And uh, now I've spoken about this before, so I don't want to spend too much, but basically you play as, it's another noir-inspired detective adventure game. You play as a raccoon private detective, Howard Lothar, and a, an otter comes to you, to your office, and says that she believes that her husband is having an affair. So she gives you some details, and you need to find out. So now you have uh, here you have some kind of conversation puzzles. So you can try and get more information from her about her husband. And now she might not be totally forthcoming at first. So you can play her. You can then not ask for any more or you can try and delve deeper into, you know, why she thinks she, her husband is having an affair and get more personal details or, you know, not. So it's your choice. So it's set in dystopian Vancouver in a 2.5D pixel art. And so then the game begins once you go out to the streets. And the first thing is it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, The controls are with the keyboard, so you go left or right. And then here you need to talk to characters. You need to go to where he worked and uh, find out more about him and find out where he may be. And then you need to find, find a way into a place. And so you need different ways, I believe, to get in there. And then there are also some stealth sequences. Now, I was caught a few times. I did die a few times. But the good thing is, the very good thing is that if you do die, then you are brought back to the very beginning of the stealth sequence. So it's not as frustrating as it could be. 
and then there was one the main puzzle in it is you need to find a code so I don't want to go too much into that I want to keep that more of a surprise and yeah overall I really really enjoyed it now it is mostly in beta stage. It's more a taste of what we'll see. There, there is no voice acting, and usually this doesn't bother me. It didn't really bother me in this game, but because it's a game, it'd be really great if they could get, you know, the gritty voice for the main character. But then again, it is expensive, so I do understand why they don't. Um, now, I do hope they also add more sound effects because, again, the atmosphere is, is amazing in the game, and I hope that they can add more... Uh, you know, walking sound effects and more weather effects because it rains in the game as well. But as it stands, it's shaping up to be a really, really good game, and I cannot wait until it's released in 2020. So it's mostly music what you have in the game? Uh, yeah, so you do have some sound effects as well, but, um, you know, I, I just felt that there could have been more because what they're going for is atmosphere and ambience, and I think that there was real, real chance to make this really top-notch. So yes, mostly music and a few kind of basic effects and now i do i'm sure that they will improve before the game is out because they are looking for feedback from people who've played it but i would definitely recommend that everyone check this out it's it's short it took me uh, about one uh, one and a half hour to, to play this um but i really enjoyed what i played and uh i've no doubt it's from if they continue like this it one of the games of 2020 i believe yeah so definitely recommend it and then again very quickly i don't want to talk too much about this i don't want to give any spoilers about this game it's called session seven so seven is the the word uh it's available on i forgot to mention backbone play prologue is on steam and this game is also available on steam very short game as well session seven so the only thing i'll really say about this is you play as ryan and you play it's two two sections. So you play, you are speaking to a therapist, and then another section. So then, when you speak to your therapist, you then go to another time in the game where you wake up and you are in a basement, and your hand is bleeding. So in this game, are you need to find out what happened, uh, why you're in the basement, why your hand is bleeding, and then you need to find a way out. Uh, there as well and so the puzzles mainly are inventory based so it's mainly in the basement section you go around searching for objects and you need to uh, combine uh, objects when you find them then there's some objects that you can't reach so you need to maybe combine objects to reach there and then there's some visual and audio clues as well in the game so you need to find like secret maybe entrances or whatever I don't want to see much more and then the the interesting thing is when you find a certain object the scene then changes back to the scene with the therapist and in this scene you have some choices in the conversation and depending on the choices you make you get i believe there you get one of three different endings and, uh, the graphics again 2d pixel art it looks really nice looks beautiful very professionally made I said it is short. I ended up playing through it four times, uh, which sounds impressive, but overall it took me about two and a half hours altogether because I wanted to get all the endings as well. So I would definitely recommend that people check that out, Session 7. So again, there's no voice acting in that, but uh, the sound is done to a really high standard as well. 
And I believe the languages that subtitles they have in English, German, Spanish, well, Spanish in Latin America and Spanish in Spain. So, um, right. So, yeah. So that's session seven again. So you have a game that you want to talk about before Tales of Neon Sea as well, I believe, Thomas. Yes, because I also played a, um, a very interesting and relatively short game. It took me an hour to complete this. So if you have a spare hour somewhere, I can highly recommend playing Burning Daylight. And what's also nice is that it is completely free on Steam. Um, this is a student game, but you absolutely would not think that when you look at it, because this is a remarkable uh, achievement. It is um, you play a, a, a bit of a faceless character who wakes up in a slaughterhouse and has to escape and tries to find out what is going on. You, you wake up completely naked and um, you basically move from left to right or sometimes back to the left and you have to solve minor puzzles. Um, not really um, uh, big. It's more like if I move this to there, then I can jump on this and uh, not be killed by this. Uh, um, but it is intriguing. It looks absolutely stunning. The music is great. And there is some voice acting in it. Not a lot. But um, uh, yeah, it's 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 really, really interesting sci-fi adventure game um, with some light puzzle elements. And I can recommend playing it, uh, especially since it only took me an hour to finish. It's not that hard, but you'll want to finish it because it it's so beautiful. Right. Yeah. No, I see. It's uh, I just see it's a trailer here now, and it, it does look beautiful. Like you said, as students made this game, you would not. I mean, not that students can't make you know good looking games as well, but this looks really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 students from the uh, the animation workshop, uh, which is a Danish um, Danish college. Uh, basically, it's uh, part of VIA University College in Viborg, and uh, I really hope these guys are going to be making more of these games because this looks very very promising. Just look it up, Burning Daylight on Steam. You can download it for free, and uh, you'll have uh, an hour well spent. Good, and so it's. It's it's an game, right? Is there action in it, or uh, anything yeah, else? I mean, there can be action adventure games as well. Or you're you're mostly trying to avoid the action because you're, as I said, you you wake up naked. You have no weapons. You try to escape. So it's uh, a lot of running and uh, a lot of okay. avoiding uh, the bad things. It's not not okay. really no, fighting or anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have this as well on my. I'll hopefully get to play this if you know. I'm sure I should find an hour free uh, sometime. But it definitely looks really interesting. Looks really good, and I see it's gotten some very positive reviews on Steam as well. And I forgot to mention the Backbone Prologue and Session Seven are both free as well, so you don't need to pay for those games either. So yeah, so that last game was Burning Daylight, which uh, you can check out. And okay, so. Now we can go on to the main games which we talk about. So uh, I'll talk first of all a game that was released uh, very recently. So in this game we go back to ancient China. So the game we're going to talk about is Detective D, The Silk Rose Murders. So in this game you play as Detective D Renji. Now I might be getting these... Uh, names wrong so apologies to any 
Chinese people listening or Chinese speakers, well, Mandarin speakers, but you play as Detective D. And so the game starts with you, you get, uh, you're a new magistrate, you've just started being a detective, being a magistrate. So, but then you are called to a secret location and you find out that the Chinese foreign minister is speaking with the South Korean foreign minister. And so, so they are trying to work out a treaty which will benefit both countries. The emperor at the time is, uh, he, he, he's old and he's getting weak and he has more people, uh, you know, trying to oust him from the, from the throne, if you will. So he really needs something to, you know, to help him and this treaty will help him. But a South Korean diplomat has been, and to make things even more bizarre, everybody was, you think, drugged because they they all collapsed and were unconscious. And when they woke up, they found that the South Korean diplomat was murdered. So the Chinese foreign minister has told you that you need to resolve the mystery that night because the consequences could be very severe for everybody. If uh, if you don't resolve it, so it's in detective. So you need to speak to all of the characters. So there's a maid servant, there's a bodyguard for the South Korean diplomat, and there are other people, the cook, there's a you know chef as well, and then there's general manager of the, and then there's a bodyguard of the Chinese foreign minister as well. So you talk to them. You need to investigate. So you need to find out you know what happened. So you need to search for clues in the area and so by speaking to everyone and then uh, you can hopefully find out what happened and then once you go from there then you go forward a few years and then the emperor has actually died and his wife has taken control of China she is the first and only female empress of China Wu Zetian and now actually these people actually did exist so Detective D did exist, as we heard from the interview last week with Min Ta, the developer, and the Empress Wu Zetian. And there are there is a murder of uh, of a young girl. Now the father has been arrested, but the Empress is not convinced that he's the he's the culprit. So she has well, we believe she sacked the previous magistrate, but this being ancient China. It's never really clear what happened, uh, whether she killed him or not. But she's asked you to do proper investigation to find out what happened. So, again, you need to, again, investigate. You have your own police force and you try and find out what happened. And then the story goes on from there. And I won't say too much more about the story because I don't want to give any spoilers. But it's um, the story really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved the story. It's a very unusual, different setting, ancient China, and the time period as well. And so, uh, but also the characters, they felt real. The dialogue was really good. Uh, I really liked the main character, the uh, the Renji. Uh, he came across as very sincere, that he's very humane. He wants to find out what happens. He's also a bit skeptical of the Empress, uh, you know, and her motivation. And, you know, he's very honorable as well, uh, character. So he's instantly a very likable character. And so the story, as it develops, it's 
uh, you know, it's a detective story set in ancient China. So I uh, mainly the the plot. It kept me engaged all the way through, and so and then the characters that you meet as well. There are twists and turns in the game as well. Things that you won't see coming. And and that so then with the puzzles as I mentioned you mainly talk to characters you mainly uh, investigate uh, basically the scenes of the crime and you look for objects now there are also some type of logic puzzles um, now the thing is that when I found when I came across the logic puzzles I'm not great at logic puzzles myself so my brain goes into meltdown when I see logic puzzles and there was one puzzle in particular which was a lock picking puzzle and personally had a lot of difficulty with this and now the thing I spent I spent probably a few well one or three hours on it and then I left it for the night and then I went back and played it the next day and the thing is the next day, I was able to sort it. And it turns out that the that I was overthinking and overcomplicating the puzzles. Um, I don't yeah, know if you've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> because actually, the puzzles, if you, 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 have, you have the clues. So you, you're given the clues in the game about the puzzles. And, but I was overcomplicating them. I was thinking, no, they have to be more difficult. But with this puzzle... I was oh it's it's actually like this wow this is actually very easy why didn't I think of it before <laughs> so and then once I resolved that puzzle with the other logic puzzles that I got I was I flew through them I was able to once I knew the workings of the game and I think if I had known about them if I if I hadn't overcomplicated puzzles before I would have uh, gotten through them more easily so the problem was again myself you get you have the clues uh, in the game. And reading other people as well, a couple of other people seem to have some difficulty, but mainly for especially experienced adventure game players, they didn't really have any difficulties with the logic puzzles. Even some people said that, oh, the puzzles are too easy. So, so I'll make that what you will. So again, you know, they, they were interesting. There is a, there is a type of chess game. I can't remember the exact name, but it's a Chinese chess game that you play, but My, you uh, need to do something with that. Go. Uh, is that yeah, go? Yes, I think it's it's a go, or it had another name in the in the game, which uh, Key Chen or something. Yeah, but I think it is go actually, or, or a version of that. Now again, right. the solution is is less complicated. It's easier than you would, because when I first saw it, and again, I first saw it in panic mode, and I started to put the chess pieces different places. I had no idea what I was doing, but then I just thought, okay, I'm sure there's a clue somewhere. So I went searching in the area, and I and I did find uh, clues to the puzzle, and I was eventually able to figure it out. But the puzzle's actually, for anyone playing it, don't overthink. Really not as difficult as as they may seem. Now, and I mean this in a good way. I really mean this in a positive way, that they're, they shouldn't you know stump you too long. Um, now, the graphics... As well, so that's the the gameplay. There's also some typical, uh, you know, not many. There's a puzzle where you need to rescue a cat in order to talk to a, to a person, and but mainly it's investigation. Mainly it's talking to characters, searching the scenes, and these uh, some logic puzzles. And so now the graphics. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. They're minimal. You know, they're they're two D. They're pixel art. The characters themselves, you know, they don't really have 
similar, I guess, to the Dark Side Detective, but more, you know, less minimal, uh, you know, than than that game. But I really like them because you do have kind of an angular view to them, as we discussed with Minta last week, and it's, I, I, I think it it works. Um, I, you know, again, when I, I think the you know, when I play the game, really nice. They, they do, very varied as well. You know, it's you really get a sense that you're in ancient China, that you really get a sense that the developer has done the research and has made it as authentic as possible. So it, it really feels, you know, both with the time period and the setting. Now, I've never been to China, and I don't know much about ancient China, that time setting, but from what I felt playing the game, it felt I was there. I thought that, oh, this would never have happened then. Like, there's no time where you get a mobile phone and, <laughs> and you start to, to make calls of people. <laughs> and it's, the, you know, the, the graphics, they, so while minimal, they do the job well. Um, and it's, uh, so again, there isn't any uh, thing in the game, but you do have uh, subtitles in both English and and again, I didn't, it didn't really bother me because I look mainly for the writing uh, in games. Mostly, it, you know, good voice acting can, of course, help, but then bad voice acting can bring a game down. So if it's a choice between, you know, bad voice acting or no voice acting, I prefer no voice acting. And here, you know, the, the vo- no voice acting didn't bother me. As I said, I really liked the, the dialogue. And uh, I felt like I was learning as well about, you know, the Chinese culture as well, and historical references. And I was also curious to do even more research after playing the game about uh, the time period and about the characters and about Detective D as well. So it took the game, now the game took me about seven hours to play. Now, uh, as I said, some of that time I was stuck on puzzles when I shouldn't have been stuck on puzzles because I should have resolved them earlier. Generally, people have said that it took them between four and five hours. But again, it's time well spent. It, it never felt rushed. There were no bugs that I saw in the game. And now I would love to for the game to have been longer. And I really hope that developer uh, New Pixel Games and Minta that they make more games in this period and this character because I really, really enjoyed it. So I think maybe for some people it might be a little bit, you know, it might feel it's a bit short. But again, I really enjoyed uh, the game while I played it. And I would really highly recommend it if you like, in particular, if you, if you like. Uh, historical adventure games, or if you like detective games in particular, or if you like uh, adventure games. <laughs> um, I can't really think of anything that's negative. I think that the game is, is well-made, well-developed, and you can tell it's a lot of lot of hard work went into it. And also, I hope it does well, because I think it's important for another reason, because we don't have enough games with say, Asian characters, uh, so I think this game as well, as Minta mentioned last week, that his son can play a game where the main protagonist looks like him. That is not, shall we say, a white guy. <laughs> and um, now the game is also good on its own merits as well, but for that reason as well. So it's also good because people, you know, from the the West, like myself, that I never overwhelmed, you know, with information or anything. I felt I was really, really involved in the game at all times so so yeah so that's detective ddi the silk rose murders and i would really highly recommend it it is available on steam and i believe itch.io as well 
so I don't know if you have any questions, uh, Tomas, that you want to ask or talk about your game. No, you've been uh, you've been very very thorough in this game, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing it also because I have it on my wish list, but I have not been able to purchase it yet. But um, it, it sounds like a, a treat, and it also sounds like you hope there will be a sequel or so, of sorts. Yes, definitely. I would hope that there would be, because I know that Mintan mentioned that he wanted to wait for the reaction and for the feedback, that if people wanted a sequel, that he would consider it, or to make more games. Uh, so, yeah, I really, really hope he does, or whatever he does, if he wants to do something different as well. I think he has proven that he can make a really good adventure game with this game, and I'm really curious to know what he will do next. So, yeah, I might have to buy it uh, just yeah, to be able to, to support him as well. Exactly, yes. So, um, okay, so I believe you about another game that, was, that at least had Chinese developers, uh, Tales of the Neon Sea, so when you're ready, Tomas... <laughs> Yeah, Tales of the Neon Sea um, from Chinese developer Palm Pioneer and Chinese publisher Zodiac Interactive. It is a uh, cyberpunk game, as you might have already concluded from the title. Um, It came out uh, April 30th, and um, I played it. And first of all, I I want to talk about the graphics, but these are, uh, this is pixel art. But really, pixel art at its finest because it's it's incredibly beautiful, beautifully made. Um, it it looks stunning. They really managed to capture the cyberpunk uh, uh, cyberpunk atmosphere with with the, the the graphics, but also supported by the the great atmospheric music. Um, I really like the mythology that they're building. Um, this takes place obviously in the future. Uh, in a in a future where robots have become sentient, uh, but they're also treated as second class citizens. So there's a lot of um, hatred against uh, robots. And in this period of time, um, the robots are um, getting more and more uh, standing up to themselves. So in the background, there is a um, election going on where for the first time a robot is running for mayor of the city. And the uh, main, uh, the the protagonist here, Rex, he is a, a former police officer now turned private detective, and um, he is uh, a cyborg. He has um, ha- he has suffered an, uh, something terrible in his past that has, uh, in order to save his life, they had to replace parts of him by uh, with robot parts, which give him a very unique perspective in this world. And the other main character is his cat, William. So yes, you play both the detective and the cat, um, which is fun because the cat actually has a very important role in this story. And uh, the story basically is that there is a murder and it is seemingly done by a robot, which is impossible because of the uh, the laws of robotics, which you uh, obviously know. You know that um, uh, uh, the, I think it was Asimov who created them that uh, a robot cannot harm a human being yet it all looks like uh, that is exactly what has happened and during this investigation he encounters several ghosts of his past and he has to look into that so that is an intriguing background while you're playing the game you find out more and more about the world uh, by finding books or 
um, uh, old files or photos or whatever, and uh, that is all kept in a um, in a uh, digital file in in the game, so you can reread it. And it all has something to do with uh, with the eventual mystery. So that that is basically uh, the whole setup of this game, which is also the, the thing I liked about this game. Uh, I liked the atmosphere. I liked I liked the story where uh, it's going. Um, this, it's really story heavy in the beginning, where the uh, puzzles uh, are directly tied into the story. So, for instance, in order to open a door, you need to hack the lock, and in order to hack the lock, you need to get thing A to uh, place B. Uh, so it's it's a lot of logic puzzles. Which you love, okay. <laughs> oh <boy>. um, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 very doable. However, at the end of, um, of like halfway through chapter two, they become way more difficult. And chapter three, it becomes frustrating, uh, which I found. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was sorry to experience that because I really. I really liked the game the way it was going and I wanted to know how the story went but in the in the final chapter it became more of a platform game with the occasional um quite difficult logic puzzle and also um one or two reflex uh things which I'm not a big fan of in adventure games because I play adventure games to uh stretch my mind and not my uh, my thumbs so uh right. Uh, oh, by the way, this game can be played both with the keyboard and the mouse and with the controller because I accidentally had my controller plugged in on my PC. The game started and um, I had no idea what I had to do because the, he, he looked at the controller first, so I died within seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, like, like, like the good old days with Sierra. <laughs> yeah, uh, but unlike Sierra, he um, um, saves quite a lot. And there are certain points where you can start over again. And most uh, most of the puzzles that involve pot- the potential of dying, uh, when you die, you usually start like uh, right before you die. Uh, if you start over again, okay, that's good. Um, so th- that was not the frustrating part. The frustrating part was dying puzzles, especially in uh, in the third uh, chapter, because there's there's yeah really a big difference in difficulty between chapters one and two and chapters the end of chapter two and chapter three and then it it ends on a cliffhanger and that i found uh, a bit disappointing because i really wanted to know how the story went um so now apparently there will probably be a chapter four five and six at least i hope so so i can see uh, where the story goes because the story really is intriguing so the developers are really keeping an eye on the feedback that they're getting because apparently I was not the only one who had a few complaints about the uh, the difficulty of the puzzles in the final act. Uh, so they uh, apparently have already um, taken some um, updates on the game to uh, make it a bit more easy, I think. Um, so I think that's a good sign. I think it's always a good sign if... Uh, uh, if developers listen to their uh, to their fan base and to their to the feedback that they're getting, so um, I hope um, they continue. Uh, I think it's very rare. Do you know of any games coming out of China uh, that are available to us? Uh, coming out of China, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Apart from the game I talked with Detective D, which developer is Canadian Chinese. 
I believe, but I can't think of any other games, adventure or otherwise, that are coming no, from there, China. There will probably be plenty of developers who are from Chinese descent, but actually game studios from China. From China, yeah, I don't know of any. Um, yeah, me neither. I, I, I talked to friends about it and I was like, I can't think of any games that are available to the Western world. They are very um, secretive or uh, they, you don't, <laughs> they, they don't get out. They don't allow many of their games to go out, I think. You know, or, plenty of Japanese or Korean games, but uh, hardly anything from China. So that that also makes this uh, uh, an, uh, an intriguing game. So yeah, it, it could be as well that they maybe focus on the Chinese or Asian market. That there could be plenty of games that we don't know about that are released uh, yeah. in China and it, in Asia, and they're just in China to maybe dealing with Asian culture that we don't know about. That's uh, could that be, could, be could be one reason as well, but. I don't know, I believe there was a horror game that was, I don't know if it was from Taiwan. Now, I know that there were some controversies with that, that they had to pull it from Steam, so that, uh, but I don't know if it's still, I forget the name of it, and I don't know if it's still available, but um, but I don't I don't know, I can't think of the top of my head. Um, if there are any Chinese adventure game developers listening, feel free to get in contact. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but no, I'm... I think off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm just seeing through the Steam page that the developers say that there's rich and varied puzzle design, that puzzles that will challenge your sense of logic, observation, and patience, which I believe they have challenged your patience. <laughs> with. They they have, yeah, they hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> so I uh, it took me 24 hours to finish this game. Wow, so practically a day. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was mostly because I was stuck in the in the final part of the game, and I had to consult a, a walkthrough because I could not figure out what I was missing. And uh, through that walkthrough, I figured out what I was missing, and then I could finish it. <laughs> right, and when you fig well, when you found a solution, then did you go, oh, I should have got that, or did you go that, oh, this this is really hard, this is really challenging? Because with Detective D. When I figured I used the walkthrough of once or twice, but I thought, oh, I should have known that. Um, and you do get the clues in the game itself. But do you think that you had, maybe looking back, do you think you had sufficient clues or could they get, have given more clues for the puzzles? Um, well, I think I was just too, um, too stuck in the game to um, realize what I missed in this, in this option. It was uh, a combination of uh, two inventory items that I for some reason did not uh, get and i i was um hung up on a on a sonar puzzle and turns out that that sonar puzzle was something i sh i could i could solve easily but after i did something else which m totally made sense of the sonar puzzle but before that i had no clue what to do i thought i needed to solve that puzzle to go to continue but i needed to solve something else first before I could solve that puzzle, I don't want to spoil anything. Sure, sure, yeah. But so, so it sounds um, like maybe, maybe if the if you got more guidance in in the game, because I, I get when I get stuck in games, when sometimes when I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, I think it's always good to give a player like some guidance to lead them, you know, not tell them exactly what to do and how to do it, but just kind of like yeah, exactly. what objectives that we have. That yeah. And and then with the logic puzzles, as I said, I think that. Uh, what, what frustrates me is when you have no clues, like no idea how to, and then the character doesn't react. That uh, that is silent. You know, it happened 
in in some games. You know, as much as I liked him in the Siberia games, I had that issue that Kate Walker just did not talk when you were trying to resolve the puzzles, and yeah. I was like, "What? Well, how are you supposed to to do that?" So now, well, hopefully, the developers will listen to uh, you know to the feedback and can improve as well, because it sounds like they were trying to maybe increase the difficulty as the game went on, but maybe from what it sounds like they well, did probably too much. <laughs> it it felt more like uh, they wanted to extend the, the, the playtime right, <laughs> by, okay, yeah, yeah. by adding more difficult puzzles. And because, as I said in the beginning, it all felt logical where the puzzles were, and it felt um, natural and, and part of the story. And that kind of disappeared... Um, mostly near the end and um, even when you like something if something continues for too long without the idea of making progress then it becomes frustrating oh, and yeah that is that is too bad because that was mostly a uh, chapter 3 issue which is too bad because I think this I still think this game has a lot of potential just by the uh, the, the 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 graphics and the story and the background so um yeah that is that is my experience okay, with uh, tales of the neon sea okay now that that's a shame as well because i myself i prefer shorter games that are you know logical with puzzles and with game design rather than artificially extending uh, the length, which I know was a feature in some of the older games, that they would just include puzzles just for the sake of puzzles, and but they didn't really integrate them into the game as well. But I'm still curious yeah. to check it out uh, because the 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 setting looks very interesting and the story seems very interesting as well. And uh, how do you play? So curious as well, how you play as a cat. So is it a cat? Like does the cat talk, or and is it on two uh, feet, or is it just a normal cat? It is a normal cat, but when you play the cat, you play uh, you you talk. When you play Rex, the detective, then um, you just hear meows uh, from the cat. Right. Okay. He can't, he can't talk. He, he talks to the cat. He doesn't talk with the cat. But the cat is uh, somehow understanding him better than he expects. But when you actually play the cat, and um, there is this large portion of the game where you. Where you end up in some some kind of Godfather esque situation in a turf war between regular cats and cybernetic cats and dogs. Yes, it's it's as bonkers as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and that is actually one of the more fun parts of the game, where you have to uh, uh, you have to find an infiltrator or find a, a traitor, and uh, and also it's also a nice part where you find out more about the background of this world. So that is um, that. Yeah, that's a really cool part of the game. That idea of playing the cat. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that that's, that okay, I really loved. Okay, no, I'm scared for that alone. <laughs> uh, is is there any uh, voice acting in the game, or is it is it? Uh, no, no, it's pure uh, atmospheric no, okay. music and sound effects. But it's okay, done really and well. Do you, okay, and do you hear the cat at all? Like, do you hear it go meow or? <laughs> Uh, ooh. Uh, I don't recall, to be honest. <laughs> my, okay, first, well, I'll, my first I'll instinct would be to say yes, but um, I think so. Yeah, there, is, there will be some sound effects there. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, and I'm actually just reading as well on the scene. It said that this release contains with 12, 15 hours of gameplay and features the first three hours of a larger arc. We aim to release following chapters of the main store out for free sometime in the autumn. So it looks like this price will be set as it is for these three chapters. And I think if you've bought the game already, future chapters will be free at that end from it. So, so would you be uh, playing the, the next few chapters, do you think? In that case, I will definitely play the chapters the, the next chapters because that if if they add three or four chapters then uh, the price is is quite reasonable if they find a better balance uh between that and focus a bit more on the story than the puzzles because the story again it intrigues me i want to know how it ends and hopefully they'll resolve the cliffhanger so yeah i, I assume so they, uh, they they have to go on from somewhere and it's the first adventure game i ever played with a controller that's so that was new Oh, cool. So, well, sounds good. So that game, again, is Tales of the Neon Sea. It's available on Steam, and I don't know if it's available anywhere else, but I know that, uh, that it's available on Steam uh, as well. So, so yeah, so that was Tales of the Neon Sea, and uh, we, we, you'll be doing a written review? Yes, I'm working on a written review. I'm expecting to publish this this week. Okay, yeah, so I will include a link to the written review on the Adventure Games Podcast website, so you can then uh, fi- find a link to it on GamingOutsider.com. Uh, yes. Where you, write, where you write reviews, right? Cool. Yes. That was our reviews of Detective D and Tales of the Neon Sea. So we had a very uh, Asia... And the crimes. Uh, and, um, I'm sorry? Yeah, that rhymes. Yeah, Detective well, actually, D yeah. and... And it sounds right. like an interesting game in itself. Detective D and Tales of the Neon Sea could yeah, be a, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a a cyberpunk adventure and playing in China itself. Yeah, they could have like a combination. So that's a, you, yeah, so. you had an ancient uh, ancient Chinese detective. I had a cyberpunk detective. So there are a lot yeah, of similarities so. there. That's that's true. And as I said, we uh, we planned this. <laughs> yeah, we totally planned this. Totally, totally planned the topic. Planned yeah, abs- absolutely. We did not just strike uh, good luck with uh, <laughs> with the topics at all. <laughs> so um, no. so we've 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 covered a lot, a lot of uh, adventure game conferences. So as I mentioned, the links to the Adventure X conference will be on, and the, adventure, the link to Ludo Naricon, which even though that that conference has finished, they do have. Uh, links to the adventure games that were there, that were exhibiting there, and uh, and yeah, we covered a lot today. So, uh, what what can we expect to, you to talk about next time, uh, Thomas? If you don't mind sharing. Uh, no, I don't mind at all. Uh, once I have finished my written review of uh, Tales of the Neon Sea, I am going to start on the death of Aaron Myers. That is also one of the games that we discussed when we were looking forward to this year. And I am definitely looking forward to checking that one out because it promises to be a very unique experience. Yes, I believe I may have mentioned that in the last episode as well. It was released uh, just a very uh, short time ago and it's with a short story anthology, which sounds really interesting. So, and, and I hope it's not confirmed yet, but I do hope to speak to the developer, Dan Peach, in the very near future. So uh, keep, well, keep your ears out for that. <laughs> um, but I hope to speak to yeah. him as well. So well, right maybe now we can I, do our, maybe we can do our own spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah, could could be. That's uh, that's something that I've been thinking about actually. So uh, we could we we could indeed do that. Now, obviously, if we do, we would give uh, 
a very advanced notice <laughs> so that people won't uh, try to to wreck our homes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I am currently playing Guard Duty. Uh, I spoke with Nathan Hamley a few weeks ago as well. You can listen to it uh, once you there. And I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking about that as well. So, okay. So thank you very much as always, Tomas. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish um, and to kill the internet people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, I. Um, uh, it, the weather is, is is looking very nice. So uh, besides uh, playing some new games, I also hope to catch a bit a bit of sun here on this uh, sometimes dreary yet beautiful island. Yes, yeah, some some vit- vitamin D. When we get some good weather, you know, some take advantage. D and a nice barbecue. Is, is it- that would be the yeah, goal exactly, for. Yes. For now, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, by the, by the weekend, it it will stay good, and hopefully, in the summer, it'll be good as well. But, but yeah, I believe I don't know if next week or ne- next uh, the next review episode. I think then after that, if we do have a review episode, will be out. I will probably be in in America then. In uh, for the first time ever, I'll be going there. So uh, we can talk about more about that in the next review episode, um, as well. But. Um, Okay, well, thank you very much as always, Tomas, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, we'll see you next time, Sersha. Thank you very much. So, by the way, the next episode will be uh, next Friday. It will be released, and I will speak, I believe it will be with Christian Miller, who developed Neofeud. So, and that was a really, really fun interview. I'm really looking forward to, to sharing that with everybody. So, have a great week, everyone. Bye. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you